Arthur, woken by the rowdiest of scenes. First they heard, and then, there was a giggling from the door, and Sniz began to stir from his sleep. What's that on my face? He said, and then he realised he had rotten tomatoes all over him. Now the giggling was coming from the door and the window, and he looked over to see his brothers and sisters. Oh, is it really that day? Is it really my birthday? He said with utter delight. Oren and Arthur were confused. Why on earth would they throw rotten tomatoes at him if it was his birthday? It seemed so unkind. There's only one day a year they wake me up like that, and that is my birthday, he said again with a big smile. Why on earth do they wake you up by throwing rotten tomatoes? asked Oren. It seems rude. Rude, said Sniz. They're only the best food in the whole wide world. It's an honour and I look forward to it every year. Sniz began to pick and scrape the rotten tomatoes off his face and he began eating them. Delicious. Oh, won't you stay for my birthday? He pleaded. Oren Arthur didn't feel like they could say no. He looked so happy. Yeah, said Oren. Yeah, I suppose we can. Oh, this is such good news, said Sniz. Later on, there's going to be a party and everything. But before then, I can show you all around the Vulcan village. It looks much nicer and less spooky in the day than it does at night. I want to show you everything, he said. Come on, let's go. Before they'd had a chance to really wake up at all, they were off, out the door, following a rather excited Sniz. Sniz's bedroom was on the edge of the village, and he took them down a little path to a flat piece of grass that he called the village lawn. They saw the little fireplace where they were the night before. It looked very different in the light. Sniz was right. This is where all us Vulcans meet when there's something special happening, like today and on my birthday later on, he said. They looked around them and it was lovely. There was lots of plants. It was far more lush than the rest of the Redlands. There was a big vegetable garden, some animals that looked like chickens, and some paddocks on the far side. When they walked past the gardens, there was a wild-looking flower growing on the outside of the fence. When Arthur brushed past it with his coat, it exploded, and lots of white powder catapulted into the air. (coughs) What's that? he said. Oh, them? How funny they are. That's a poppy. Doesn't look like a poppy, he said, spitting bits of it out from his mouth. What do you mean? said Sniz. Well, explained Oren, who had had his mouth closed when the flower exploded. We have a flower, where we come from. It's also called a poppy. It's red, with a black bit in the middle. Do they also go pop? No, they don't, said Oren, thoughtfully. What well, then why are they called poppies? asked Sniz. I don't know, said Oren. Well, these are called poppies because when you touch them they go... And all that powder goes into the air. Do you know that that powder is actually edible? We call it flour because it comes from the flour. It's particularly delicious when you mix it with water and it makes a nice sludgy paste that you can drink. This way, dear friends, he said, and he let them through a gate. This bit is what we call a farm. It did indeed look very much like a farm. There were barns and huts and little pens. These are the chilies, he said. They lay eggs every day. They looked around them and they were fenced in with what must have been about a hundred chilies. 
A chili is a lot like a chicken, only one that looks like it's already been plucked, except for its head and a big cockerel plume at the back. Should we collect the eggs? said Sniz. Okay, said Oren and Arthur, and he took them to the nesting boxes in the back of a little hut. When he lifted the lid, there was lots of eggs. They didn't have baskets with them, and so Oren and Arthur collected them by lifting up their T-shirts and making a little hammock in the front. Sniz, who wasn't wearing a T-shirt, tried to carry as many as he could in his hands and arms, and he nearly dropped them many times. I can't resist, he said. Just one. I mean, it is my birthday. Nobody's going to tell me off. Sniz picked up an egg, a raw egg, with the shell on, and he popped it in his mouth. Oh, just divine, he said. Drum rum. And he handed both boys another raw egg. No, thank you, said Oren. I'm going to show you, though, how to make that egg cooked. Sniz looked shocked. Don't be silly, you can't cook eggs. You're having a laugh, you joker, come on. No, you really can, said Arthur. You put them in boiling water, and then the inside becomes harder. You two are such jokers, come on. I dare you to go say that to cook. Sniz took them to the village cook. And as Sniz walked in, there was a flurry and scurry as everybody hid food. Oh, I almost forgot it's my birthday. I'm not supposed to come to the kitchen, he said. But cook, but cook, you've got to hear this. Go on, said Sniz. Go on, say it to him, see what he thinks. Um, we were just telling Sniz how you can cook eggs. Don't be ridiculous, said the cook. Cook eggs? Gee, <laughs> you're a laugh. No, really, you can, said Oren. Can I use that water to show you? Go on then, he said. They put the eggs into the boiling water and they waited for what they felt was five minutes. They should be ready now, said Arthur. Take them out and try. The cook fished them out of the water and Sniz picked one up. Oh, that's hot, he said. Yes, you need to wait for them to cool down, said Oren, or put them in cold water. That does the trick. Sniz dropped his egg into cold water and stood back, sucking his finger. Ow! That stings! When the eggs were cool, Oren passed one to Sniz and to Cook. Then both of them picked up their egg, shell and all, and ate it. Will or never, said Sniz. It is sort of chewy. It's lost that snotty texture. <laughs> I thought you were joking, said Cook. By golly, it's a discovery. I told you, said Arthur, and if you want it the way that we eat it, said Oren, let me show you another delicacy. What more could you do to an egg, said Sniz. Peel it, said Oren. Take the shell off. But a crunchy bit's are nice. That may be the case, said Oren, but try it without the shell. It's a very different experience. Sniz's nails were long and clumsy, so Arthur peeled it for him. Well, I never, said Sniz, when he saw the egg or bare of its shell. I never knew that that's what they look like inside. I've just always eaten them with the shell on. When he popped it in his mouth and chewed and it didn't crunch, he thought it was the most delicate and decadent food he'd ever tried. <gasps> this is out of this world. Try one, Cook, he said, and Cook did. Cook, my friend, you're the best I know at cooking, but even you can't top that. It's the best birthday food I could ever imagine. I want another one, I want another one. It is my birthday. In fact, 
can have 12. I just want 12 and then I'll be on my way. They really did need Sneers out of the kitchen and so they agreed he could have 12 peeled boiled eggs. The best thing about them cooked like this, said Sniz, is the smell. When you eat them raw, you just don't get that lovely aroma. Right, I best be out of this kitchen. I can tell they're basically pushing me out, said Sniz. Let's go see the vox. What's a vox? asked Oren. I'll come and see. It's the thing we get milk from. In the paddocks behind the buildings was a very large animal. It looked a lot like a buffalo but it had skin like a dinosaur and horns like a triceratops. You get milk out of that? asked Arthur. Yeah, of course. That's what voxes is for, said Sniz. The three of them watched as a Vulcan came with a bucket and milked this giant creature. Course, fresh milk's no good, said Sniz. Got to let it sit in the sun for a few days before it tastes nice. At the edge of the paddock, there was lots of buckets all lined up, turning rancid in the sun. Sniz walked up the line of buckets and stuck his finger on each one, tasting to see if they were on the turn. This one's the butte, said Sniz, and he pointed to one. Let's make some splodge. What splodge? asked Oren. Well, it's like a yellowy type thing that you spread on things, he said. Oh, butter, you mean? No, it's called splodge. That doesn't sound nothing like butter, said Sniz. No, 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 I mean in our world we have a thing called butter. It sounds a lot like what you're talking about. Yeah, let me get some jars and we'll make some splodge, said Sniz. And he went off and came back with six big Vulcan-sized jars. He filled them up with this rancid cream and popped a stone in each one before screwing the lids on. Yeah, grab one in each hand, like this, he said, picking two up. Oren and Arthur tried to pick one up in each hand, but they were Vulcan-sized jars, so they could only manage one each. When they had their jars ready, Sniz did some funny-looking stretches, and then he said, OK, three, two, one, jiggle! And he began to jiggle and dance all over the place. He looked ridiculous. It made the boys giggle, and as they giggled, they jiggled, and then they too joined in with his silly, funny moves. That's it, friends, he called out. Bust out those jiggle moves! And they all danced like silly clowns to no music at all. The more they did this, the more a clump of something formed around the stone inside. It's happening, said Sniz. The splodge is growing, look! When they looked, they could see what he was pointing at. They had made butter, or splodge, as Sniz called it. It was exciting. After making the splodge, they went back to the village green and it looked quite different now. Huge, big, long banquet tables had been placed in lines. There was big wooden boxes being put together as a stage and foods of all kinds were being laid out as a buffet. Oren and Arthur walked along and none of it looked very enticing. But they noticed there wasn't a cake. Sniz, asked Arthur. Will you have a birthday cake? What's a birthday cake? said Sniz. You don't know what a birthday cake is? asked Arthur. No, is it something you wear on your head like a birthday hat? Both boys laughed. No, you don't wear it on your head. They were about to explain it to him when Oren had an idea. Sniz, you go make yourself busy. We will make you one. 
Oren had noticed that the flour from the poppy and the eggs from the chilies and the butter from the vox could all be used to make a delicious cake. They didn't have any sugar, and so they went to the kitchen and asked Cook if he had anything sweet they could add. Cook gave them some tree treacle, and they mixed all the ingredients together and asked Cook to bake it for them in the oven. When it was done, a fluffy golden cake with a crispy crust on the top came out. I've seen a berry bush, said Oren. We could get the berries and put them on top. We could squish it on, because they like things squishy. They double-checked with Cook that the berries were edible, and he reassured them that they were the most delicious kind. Music started, and people began to gather. The party was starting. Oren and Arthur hid the cake under a big green leaf at the end of the table. Oren and Arthur looked around and they saw lots and lots of Vulcans gathering, but they couldn't see Sniz anywhere. Suddenly, all the Vulcans began bashing their feet on the floor and hammering their fists on the table. The whole table rumbled and the band struck up a chord and all of the Vulcans began to sing. There was a big, raucous celebration, and amongst all of the noise, Sneers appeared. His horns were decorated with beautiful flowers, and he had a big smile on his face. He walked over to Oren and Arthur, and he sat next to them, his guests of honour. This is so exciting, he said. I love my birthday. There was music and feasting and dancing and games. And when everything was quietening down and the band were playing a soft tune, the boys remembered the birthday cake. While Oren went and got the cake still covered by the leaf, Arthur ran to the band and hummed a little tune in their ear. Then Arthur stood on the bench next to the table and clapped loudly for people's attention. We are going to sing a song that we sing in our world on someone's birthday, he said. They all turned around, very interested to listen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sniz. Happy birthday to you, they sang. Then Oren placed the cake in front of Sniz and took off the leaf. He was taken aback. He'd never seen that type of food before. Oh, I don't know what to say, he said. Are you sure I'm not supposed to wear it on my head? It's so beautiful. No, said Oren, you're not supposed to wear it on your head. Cut it and share it and have a slice. Sniz handed around slices of birthday cake and then he had one of his own. He went completely silent after he ate it. You okay, Sniz, said Arthur. It's just so delicious, he said. I didn't know anything could taste this good. He was just swallowing down the last mouthful when he leapt up onto the bench. <gasps> he said, Twizzlewig! 
Whatever Twizzlewig meant, Orin and Arthur didn't know, but all of the Vulcans jumped up onto their benches and tables, and they all seemed to be in a panic. What is it? said Orin, also jumping onto the table. If a Twizzlewig, if a Twizzlewig, if a Twizzlewig, if a, if a, can you see it, can you see it? Sniz said, pointing to the floor. Orin looked, and he couldn't see anything. The only thing he could see was a tiny little bug, a little bit like a ladybird. No, said Orin, I can't. There! Right there on that leaf, said Sniz. You mean this, said Orin. Are they poisonous? No, they're not poisonous, they're just creepy, said Sniz. One of those little legs makes me think they could crawl up your nostrils or something. Orin jumped down and picked the little bug up. You mean this, Sniz, this. This is what all of you are afraid of and you tell me it's not poisonous. Yeah, but it's just creepy, isn't it? Said Sniz. It was a little ladybird with a spiral on its back. It's quite sweet, said Orin. Arthur was holding back a big burst of laughter. How could you do that? said one of the Vulcans. None of them could believe that anyone in the whole of Aralan would dare pick up such a thing. But it can't hurt you, said Orin. Why would you be scared? They're just so tiny and they can creep up on you. It just gives me the judders, said Sniz. Orin and Arthur had forgotten for a moment how scared these big, beastly-looking creatures were of things. The last parts of the evening were spent clearing up and feeding the animals, and when they snuggled into their bed in Sniz's room for the second time, they felt glad they had met him, and sad that tomorrow they would be heading on their way. They were just falling asleep, when through the dark they heard, Excuse me? What is it, Sniz? said Oren. Can you check under my bed again? he said. I'm thinking about that twizzle wig and it's making me scared. Oren got out of bed and checked under the bed. Nope, nothing under there, Sniz, not even a twizzle wig. They all snuggled down again and they could hear the gentle breeze at the window. Excuse me, said Sniz through the dark. What now? said Arthur. It's bedtime, Sniz. I know, but please, can you check behind the curtain again? Arthur checked behind the curtain and reassured him there was nothing there. And finally, finally, their heads hit the pillow. Excuse me, said Sniz. I'm really sorry, I really am, but please, will you just check behind the door? I can see a shadow. Arthur got up again and he checked behind the door. It's only a shadow, he said to Sniz. Nothing else. Okay, thank you, he said. I'm really glad you came to my birthday. Best birthday ever.